Welcome back to the shed, you guys. <laughs> perky, perkier, please. It's perky, we got perky. The needle's buried. So those of you who are half asleep as this start, hey, wake up. For God's sakes, we're here. Wake up, get with the program. We're going to have some fun. We expect you to come and have some fun, too. If you're not having fun, wait till the end, and we'll encourage you to tell us about it. But right now, just listen. Here we go. Boys, I worked three days last week and I got to work four days this week. I am working seven, that is seven, of a possible nine work days in these two weeks. That's crazy. Hi, everybody. This is PJ. I'm butting in early in the episode again to remind you that this was recorded on February 24th. So some of the temporal references, like still driving the shuttle, are a little outdated. Not too long after this was recorded, I stopped driving the shuttle. So you'll hear some stuff that may or may not be COVID-related, but certainly sounds a little odd in the present context. Just wanted to remind you, hope it's enjoyable anyway. Thanks. It's really rough. It's rough. The dealership shut down for family day? Yeah. I guess yeah. it turns out the dealer employees have families. Uh, there's probably some massive fine you have to do for oh, right. violating yeah. You know, labor law by forcing people to work on family. And I did come away with one tail from the shuttle last week. Wednesday, last Wednesday was sunny. Pick somebody up. Always talk about the weather, right? Always. Beautiful day. <laughs> Standard. <laughs> Woman I'm riding with, young woman, pick her up the C-Bus, which is about five minutes, maybe six from the dealership. She says, yeah, it's really nice out today. I'm having a way better day than yesterday. So right away, I'm in. Like, (laughs) oh, well, what happened yesterday? What was the deal? She says, well, my car's in at the shop right now. I'm having a new fob programmed, a new, you know, the key fob programmed in the car. I said, ooh, that's a lot of money there. What happened? What? And she said, well... Actually, I flushed my old one down the toilet and I started laughing. I said, I'm probably not supposed to laugh, but that's the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. And she said, yeah, I was on the ferry. (laughs) I was laughing more. Then she says, it was 10 minutes before docking. And I just, I just thought, I told her this is going on the podcast for sure. Like I said, what happened? And she said, well, I had to go to the ferry guys and they said there's no way they can recover it because everything gets minced and then just discharged into the ocean. Oh, man. They said, you better call a tow truck because, and it better be there when we get to Horseshoe Bay or else you're going to have to ride back to Nanaimo and then back to Horseshoe Bay. And on top of all of that, you know why she was coming to North Van? To write a law exam. (laughs) How do you suppose her focus was for that exam? Oh, no kidding. Holy... I just, and she said, I, I, I finished, I stood up and I leaned over to push the flush button and I just saw a little flash of something black falling and I looked down and it was gone. I must've stood there for 20 seconds trying to process what just happened, you know, and, and finally, I guess the light would come on. My keys aren't in my, that oh, little, man. that must, oh my God, that oh. must, like, I have never heard one like that. Yeah. And I said, do those toilets like suck it all out like an airplane and she said i don't know it was just gone 
<laughs> thought it was awesome, really. I mean, in the old days, I used to have that magnetic thing on the underside of the car with a spare yeah. key in it. Yeah. And life was good. Yeah. Now there's so much risk involved and just. Yeah. And, and so much money, like a key fob, that's 250 bucks plus an hour's labor at 156 to program it plus the cost of towing. That's a $700 flush right there. Like, phew, just I'm really gone. surprised that the BC ferries aren't responsible for saying, we'll have a tow truck here to get you off. Because doesn't that screw everything up for them? I'm just, you would think, and yeah. you would think your karma load, as 500 other people get off the ferry hating your guts, would be onerous. I mean, they don't know what happened. They just know your stupid yeah, car just, won't start, and it's in the way of everything. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, but she was very upbeat about the whole thing. I just thought, wow. So she was able to get a tow truck there in time. Yeah, she must have because you would because think she didn't. You think she at the very least they would have the phone numbers right there. Look, this yeah. is the closest tow company. Well, they may have for all I don't know, but yeah. anyway, that was some. So have you guys downloaded Uber or Lyft apps yet? Not me, no. Not me, no. no not me either. So uh, I'll get a Lyft. The, the Lyft app I'll get just because if something suddenly happens, I don't want to have to go through the process of having to download and register mm. and all that. And you would never consider calling a cab at this point? No, that's true. The, the cab's there. Uh, I guess I'd just rather, I don't like the taxi companies because yeah. they've held that cartel for so long and- no, yeah, I, that's, the, that wasn't intended as an accusation, yeah, no, but no. just a question. Like, yeah. I, I think. I'd rather the drivers switch over to Lyft and the taxi company owners take the loss. Is uh, Lyft, oh, the drivers of those guys. Yeah. Why Lyft over Uber? Well, Uber has a history of corporate awfulness. Yeah. yeah. Like actually Susan Fowler has a book out now. She's, she's pretty famous for writing about the bro culture at Uber yeah. and why she quit and how terribly toxic it was. Yeah. And now she's got a book out about it. She's an excellent writer. So uh, that reminded me about that. And then there's Travis Kalanick, the CFO, the the founder, basically. He was chairman of the board and CEO. And uh, he was caught on tape saying there's some journalist writing negative things about them. They said, okay, let's put somebody on her, find some dirt on her, and just uh, run her into the ground until she gets off her case. And he was on tape. He didn't realize he was being recorded. And so he got forced out, but he's still there, kind of. I think he owns the majority of the company still, probably. And so Uber just has a whole bunch of corporate missteps over and over and over again. So I say, you know, if they're clean for five years, I would consider them. But They've done other stuff, too, to their drivers, where for for a long time, Uber was kind of a Ponzi scheme, right? They only kept going because of continued investment, shareholder investment. Well, it's still like that. I thought that they had managed to turn a profit at some point in the last year. I don't think so. But they did it in part by just changing their deal with the drivers. We're just going to take more of a cut. Oh, right. Yeah. They just didn't, they didn't change any of their other nonsense. They just said, well, you know what? You know how much you thought you were working for? Well, it's different now. Yeah. Just the end. They just, I've been asked a number of times if I would drive for Uber and the answer is no, I wouldn't because then it would be a money deal. And this experience in the car would be way different. Yes. It would be. I always yeah. take trouble to remind people that they actually are paying for that service. It's just indirect. And they all realize it. They all know that. But it's just something about not having money change hands right there 
changes the experience and the way people mm-hmm. behave. Yeah. So. Well, on that topic, because part of it is the whole review system as well. Like uh, on Uber, you, if you give someone five stars, it's good. If you give them four stars, it's like they totally failed. Yeah. And it's just the way it works. So you got to choose five stars or four stars. But uh, I told you guys, I probably in the shed here, I probably mentioned that I looked up a doctor in Burnaby because she was in walking distance. I told you this, guys, this. She had terrible reviews. So I checked out my Northbound doctor and he has, he's yeah. the number one doctor. Yeah. I mentioned it to him. And, uh, you know, I think, I think, you know, he's kind of, surely he's pleased because he's number one, but in the next breath, he said, that is so nerve wracking. And I said, yeah, yeah, I believe it. Because the only reason someone wants to do a review is usually they've had some kind of bad experience and it could be their health. Like something's going south on your health and you lash out at the doctor cause they didn't. So anyway, I found that interesting that even though he's number one, he still finds that whole thing about being rated completely nerve wracking and a side benefit of me telling him my little story. Cause I, you know, I've told him a couple times, I think you're a great doctor, but you're a North fan and I don't work in North fan anymore. So I might get a Burnaby doctor. He said, Oh, by the way, you know, we can do our appointments over the video now. So I got video appointments as an option with my doctor. That's fabulous. Yeah. That's very fabulous. It's great. Yep. It has to fall into the category of anything that doesn't require a, hands-on exam. So it can be to go over test results, for example, or to get a prescription renewed, that kind of thing. Now I got one that uh, you can probably cut, <laughs> but I'll try it. I mean, and if it's, if we, if we can use it, we can use it, but it's just that it, so, um, a while back I gave the, uh, my, uh, volunteer to help people out with telecom, renegotiations. Oh, I haven't uh, forgotten that. It wasn't quite a volunteer though. I, I said I'd take a cut, correct? If you guys recall. Uh, I believe I recall you just saying, I love doing that stuff. If anybody wants help, let me know. Yeah. But I did say I'd take a cut. But anyway, uh, my, my, my brother. <laughs> so then was it a question where you said, did I say, I think I took a cut <laughs> or was it, you just wanted, you know, like, you said it as a question. I, wanted, I gave you my opinion, yeah. and then you assert that right. you said you it, wanted it. It was stated as a question, but there was only one answer, and your answer wasn't satisfactory to me, so then I had to change it. Uh, thank you for making that explicit to our <laughs> listening audience that that is the typical experience in here as opposed to the exception. PJ here. I went back into the files. Episode 60. Rich actually said this. I'll do it for 20%. Of the savings. You know, the other thing I wonder about on those lines too is there's a lot of talk in social media about how Canada pays the highest cell phone costs everywhere all the time. And I don't know what's true and not about all that. There's talk about, yeah, I think so. we got to legislate those costs down. And I, I don't really know anything about how true that is. I don't know how true their costs are. I don't know what their profits are. I don't well, know anything. Legislating is kind of tough, but, but allowing in non like allowing in foreign companies that that kind of would solve the problem yeah i don't even know but i guess maybe it wouldn't for starters is it really true that we do pay the highest is it really true that we pay the highest cell phones believable i mean when you look at what the europeans pay i think it's like 20 25 euros a month kind of thing whoa and uh, it's i don't think it's called a monopoly but uh 
all the companies in Canada get together. What is that? A cartel? It's for sure. It's a cartel. And yeah. they can, you know, like the oil companies do the same thing. They yes. just keep the prices. It's yeah. illegal, but they surely do it. Yes. They do because you go onto the, the supposed discount sites, which are no longer much of a discount, right? But it's Fido, Kudo, and Virgin owned by Rogers, Telus, and Bell. And they're all exact same pricing. They have a few little niche categories that, oh, I see, I can get a slightly better deal here if I'm willing to only have half a gigabyte, half a, you know, gigabyte per month, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem pretty, uh, pretty slimy. Whereas when you're looking at your cable costs and whatnot, at least they have sales that are kind of real. I don't know. I got a $160 bill from Shaw the other day. I haven't looked at it yet, but I got to figure that out. What's your normal? Too much, 125 or 30. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's something weird going on. Yeah, you got to check that out. Well, I got a random call from TELUS a couple weeks ago. Hi. And it says TELUS on my phone, so I I know it's not. Um, I just want to ask you um, uh, how your internet speed is. And I said, well, it's not very good, actually. Um, I lose... For whatever reason, and I think it has to do with peak hours, like around dinner time, I think a lot of people start looking at the computer. And so I noticed that something happens with my TELUS boxes, or at least this one. She said, well, we would like to send you some uh, Wi-Fi extenders. I thought, oh, okay. So they do. And I uh, get them the next day or like... No always, charge? No charge. Wow. I'm thinking that's sort of weird. I don't know. Maybe they don't want Shaw to get your business or something, and they're just being proactive. Yes. So I Googled it. When I got it, I Googled it, and the first thing that's at the top of the Google is uh, uh, kind of an ad, one of those ad things, but it says, don't ever buy this. It's useless or (laughs) something like that. And I, I didn't read it. I just... I was trying to look at how to install it because you're supposed to, in order to install it, you have to download an app on your phone. Okay. And that's where you get the instructions. And I thought, I don't know why, but I'm a little bit, why couldn't I just do that on my computer? Why wouldn't, I was a little bit leery about that. Anyway, so I didn't do anything. And then, uh, less than a week later, I was watching some great Korean something, and Netflix just shut down. And sometimes my my box goes funny, but for some reason it's never happened in the middle of something important. And I took offense. So I... <laughs> I phoned up Harvin, wherever he was, and he shut this box. It's only this box because I've got four boxes. He shut this box off. No, he actually shut my Wi-Fi down, let it reboot to, uh, to whatever default settings are, and everything was fine. And I said, okay. And uh, he said, well, it's a, it's a software fix that's coming, but it's not here yet. I said, okay. And then, and, and so they, he sort of basically solved my problem. I said, well, I, I guess I just live with it then. And, you know, if it keeps, he says, yeah, we can send a technician out if it's bad or something. I don't know if they would replace something or whatever. And then I said, um, tell me about these, this Wi-Fi extender. Like I was just, I think I asked him about the, and I don't think I ever got a real answer about anything, right? He says, well, yeah, well, the app on the phone, it's, that's just how it's set up. And yeah, okay, but... And I guess uh, you can't, I mean, I guess I didn't say, yeah, but are they spying on me or something with this app? Like, why do they, whoa, I I just found it odd that, anyway, he didn't, so I I don't even think I'm going to hook him up. I don't, 
I don't have any like the Wi-Fi gets here, right? And it. Yeah, I mean, I'd only try them if you're having problems. Yeah. Anyway, that's just a little. Um, there's different kinds. Are they kind of plug into your AC outlets, or uh, and use your AC as an internet? I don't know. I've I've had those and they failed dismally. And they tend, tend not to work very well. Yeah, but they can. Like occasionally, they'll actually work really well. But yeah. yeah, this guy did say it depends on how big your house is, and I said, well, actually, my iMac is about ten feet away from my router, and I, I said it's not picking up my. The Wi-Fi that's right there, it asks the, it looks for the, the one that's way at the front of the house, which is not a very good signal. And he said that's when he said, okay, I'll reboot the system. I had two numbers, 24G, 5G, right? Yeah. And I said, I use 5G just because it seems to work better, even if, even if somebody says a 24G should work better. In certain, anyway, so he did that, and it's fine in there, right? So now it's good. Yeah, and you know, even the 5G, I would set it up, I would look for it, and, and we go, uh, this requires a password. I'm thinking, well, why? So I cancel, do it again. This requires a password. I cancel, do it again, and then it would... Yes. It would find it yeah that's and is that on your iphone on my mac iMac, yeah yeah that's that happens well i was having that problem all the time it's just a stupid you get a no password error message when it actually it's having other problems it's just really annoying and same thing I and would, the key is to just yeah i would restart just, something i would on it happens to me on my phone and i would turn the wi-fi off on the phone turn it back on and it hooks right up uh, like, but keying yeah. in the password doesn't help whatsoever. Yeah. Well, that was another one is that this phone, for some reason, would stay on um, LTE after I came back from someplace. Right, it wouldn't right. find my Wi-Fi. And I say, yeah. and I actually said, uh, can you check my, my usage right now? Like, in, this has only been going on, on, I think, for about the last two or three weeks. Like, am I way over? Like, if I've been just, my phone has only been using data, and of course... I don't use my phone for anything, so it doesn't, there's mm-hmm. no overage. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all good with TELUS. Yeah, we were having ter- terrible Wi-Fi in the house, and I'm I'm the guy responsible for it, you know, and <laughs> Sue from time to time would say, can you, can you fix this, right? Like In that tone? Not quite that tone, but close enough, because I'm responsible, right? We all have our responsibilities. Blue jobs, pink and, jobs. And I'd be going... I don't know. It's a network, you know, like network's confusing, right? But finally, I'm just going, huh. I unplug it from a switch and I plug it into the main router and now everything's great. (laughs) And we've been having like eight months of just no end of, like Griffin never complains. Every once in a while, Sue's like, well, Griffin, how's your internet? Because he doesn't have cable. He's only got Wi-Fi only. Oh, it's terrible. (laughs) <laughs> it's like he'll go for months and never mention it. This is terrible. Anyway, plug it, unplug it from the switch, plug it into the router. It's just running like a charm now. So, I mean, I'm pleased and all, but I have no idea what I'm doing. I wanted to hear about uh, West from Rosslyn about his cabin. Okay. Uh, well, when I moved to Rosslyn in grade six, he lived right down at the bottom of. Columbia, overlooking Happy Valley, right? With uh, uh, Did he live right near the tennis court? Yeah, right there, exactly. And he was one of the first guys that I got to know and hung out with, probably because he was a neighborhood kid, right? 
and his friend was Dean D, let's say, from just over towards Happy Valley a little ways, just below the train tracks, and and he was a little bit older, like maybe a year older or something. Anyway, they decided to build this A-frame, a little A-frame that would completely fit inside this room, I think. And it had a loft, and it was just... Uh, and these are grade sixers, roughly, and, and grade yeah, uh, yeah, one-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. So I know Wes's dad was a Kaminko employee of some sort, and I'm sure probably some sort of handyman. And Dean's dad might have been a management kind of guy. I'm not sure. Anyway, they built this thing. And it was, you know, pretty skookum, I thought. And we, oh, we did awful things down there. You know, that's, I'm sure had, uh, I don't know about my first kiss, but I know there was, like, kissing went on there. Awful. Awful. It was awful. Burn it down. (laughs) I know, I know. And I remember, do you remember Tommy C? Yeah. He was, he was a little, probably two years older. He might have been an older crusher, maybe. Yeah. Well, he would, every once in a while, he would bootleg for us. So we're like literally in grade six and seven. So and he would come in with a case of kokanee. And of course, we just thought he was a god, right? <laughs> and we'd each get, I mean, well, we have to give him the money. And then I'm sure we only, one person only ever got two beer out of it, you know, maximum. Yeah. Because there's so many ruffians just hanging around. What else happened down there? Anyway, it was just a... It was just a, a, you know, sort of a, probably less than a year in my life, but we we used the cabin a lot. Like, we hung out there a lot, and were we smoking back then? I don't even think I was smoking back then. Maybe, probably just starting, right? Probably just starting even, like, before grade seven, even? Well, I was, I think I was 13 with my yeah, first okay. grade, so that might have been grade eight, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we were even smoking, and I don't think we knew anything about pot, so are you in a position to comment on the quality of construction? Like, would you remember, like, were they two by fours? Was there finishing? Like, No, it wasn't finished, but I do remember <clears throat> that there was a, an outer layer. It was probably two by four construction. He actually attempted to insulate it with newspaper, I think. Like, actually have, there was, like, I think there's some lousy paneling on the inside uh-huh. that they would put up and then they would just stuff stuff <laughs> down there work, yeah and i'm trying to think there wasn't and it was on his father's pro- his parents property yeah right up close to the train track so you could get you could gain access without going through the yard or anything right uh-huh. it was kind of you could just oh, cool. come down the bank and there no, it was I right never there. knew where that was i know where you're talking about now yeah. but when it was talked about back in the day i never knew where it was so this was a legendary cabin was it? i just heard about it i mean yeah. we had cabins too but i i we heard about west cabin and we heard about, you know, hanging around there. I never went and I never really knew where it was. It might not have been something I cared about because what do I care? But that's funny. I, I know where you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there was any kind of a stove in there. It was always cold, always cold. <laughs> and we would... Uh, what did it have for a roof? Like, did it have shingles on it? Yeah, I think so. We did tar paper a couple of times. Uh, Could have been... Um, could have been. So the two barons in my neighborhood, who've, whose names have been mentioned before, were the authors of a lot of ours. We had, and because there was a lot of construction in Pinewood, there was it was a new housing development. There was always materials around. You could avail yourself of materials if you were careful about it. And there were incidents where care wasn't taken and reports were made and people were caught. 
Ooh. not naming any names because they have children that might listen to this podcast. The two barons specifically? No, no, not them, actually. Okay. Not them. Really, honestly, yeah, not them. Okay. But one. Who was caught, though? I'm not going to tell you. You? No. Kroner? Hey, Jute, I just said, I'm not going to tell you. And I actually mean, I'm not going to tell you. You didn't say no to those. Okay, anyway. Which is means, I'm not going to tell you. But we had a really, we had one really cool one that was, uh, well, because it was embarrassing, right? Oh, I don't know. Somebody got in trouble with their parents. Yes. And it was parents talking to each other. Yes. And it was not cool. And I... I'm, I don't know whether this person ever shared that story with their kids, and I am sure their kids do listen to this podcast. Mm. So there you go. Okay. Um, I think they can figure it out, though. No? Yeah, well, knock yourself out. <laughs> we built one once, though. In our in the bush near our neighborhood, there was a couple of places where they had blasted a hole into the side of the mountain trying to chase ore. Rawson's a mining town, and so they were looking all over the place to see whether there was outcrops. And one of those, they blasted a hole. It was on a slope and there was a hole blasted in. And we built our cabin into the hole so that the roof was flush with the ground and it had a hatchway to enter through the top. Oh. So it wasn't visible until you were right on top of it because it was flat to the ground, flush to the ground. And you went inside there and it had places to sleep. Tell me exactly where this is. I, I don't know if I can. It's about halfway between my neighborhood that I grew up in, Pinewood, and the cemetery. Also, the highway is down below there. So, so below the highway? No, above the highway and below Pinewood hmm. and above Mountain View Cemetery. So there's sort of a triangle oh, yeah, there. Yeah, okay. It was okay. in there someplace. Okay. I, I could probably find it today if I went walking yeah. around in there. But it was really cool. It was so cool. The thing was, it was pitch black. When you closed that hatch door, uh, no it was just lights. black in there. There was no light at all. <laughs> he didn't have an electrician come in. and Well, no. But, uh, what happened was once the theft of materials issue came up, the cabin had to be dismantled. Oh. Yeah, it was oh. too bad. It was kind of cool. Yeah, it was, that, that was, whole thing was not cool. We had another one also in that same area. It was just built in the trees the way you do. And it was pretty cool. But why did you have to dismantle the cabin? So the cabin was found out because of the yeah. thievery going on? Yeah. And somebody went, who's yeah. doing it for Like, where's cabin? all this stuff going? Hi, hi. Hi. How you doing? Hey, Susan. I'm just going to come say hi to you guys. Oh, oh you can come we'll say hi right now. What are you talking about? Cabins. Oh. Cabins? Yeah. We had cabins when we were kids. Oh. Kids' cabins. That you build in the woods and you go hang out. So oh, I had a cabin, too. Not built to spec. Well, we didn't call them cabins. We called them forts. <sighs> Well, these were actual, had a roof. And no permit walls. issued. <laughs> and floors and stuff. Not just a fort. You know what a fort is? These are cabins. Sorry, okay. <laughs> He's very proud of the Lucky cabin. You. And it was dismantled. Well, one of them was. The other one just There's we theft involved eventually. And I didn't really The kids have them. not been told yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of them we, it was built with materials stolen from a house under construction. And it got caught. It came out that... I mean, it got caught. You mean you got caught? Somebody got caught, yeah. <laughs> somebody that I, Rich has been bugging me and I'm not going to reveal um, got caught. And so we had to take it down and, re yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> it wasn't cool at all. How old were you? I don't know. I was three years younger than my brother and everybody else that was involved. Early so. 20s? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I would have been nine or 10 probably. Oh, geez, there was another one too. I forgot about, yeah. Down there was a used to be a pond in Pinewood. It's long since been built over and everything, but 
we had a cabinet that was all made out of, I think, pieces of like firewood length wood. It was ridiculous. You had to crawl on your hand and knees to get in there, you know, into it. And it just had dirt in the floor and stuff. That's the very first one I ever remember. Hmm. Urban, was, poor urban kids, eh? Yeah, kind of, yeah. How you been? I'm darn fine. Good. Well, we've done a pretty exhaustive review of our health here. Yeah, we spent about an hour on health care. <laughs> but I'm fine, thanks. Which is always or, fascinating or, to yeah, listen to. Personal listen health. About, yeah. Personal health. Yeah, that's really interesting to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of gardening going to get done while I can't get up the you mucus. talked about. <laughs> a lot of... A lot of, you know, crocheting and things where you need to really focus. To That'll all get day, accomplished. I insist that it's not an ordinary cold. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I had something wrong with my mouth for two whole weeks. I saw specialists. Whoa. What was wrong? And then it just went away? I went on antibiotics and it went oh, away. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But what the hell? What is that? Well, you know. Well, we're the lucky ones. It's kind of not what you want to hear. In computers, it's the same thing. You never want to hear... Yeah, I, I waved. I waved my hand, and the problem went away. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. That's, that's the story of my life. I can never get diagnosed. All yeah. these things that go on with my brain all the time. That's no the hospital eight times. No one can ever tell me what it is. Yeesh. None of that's good. No. Great thing is though, you, I, I think you find that you go through the day without even thinking about it most of the time, right? Yes, until something. So you're just gone. living your life, and then all of a sudden you're in the hospital. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is your health good? It's a long story. <laughs> it's a relative. It's a relative well, question. Well, whatever makes it into the podcast, because it's so dreadfully boring. Right? <laughs> oh, your color's good. Your color's not good. Then, oh, really? Uh, your color's off. Yes. Maybe it's just February, but you're always on your bike, or you usually have better color. But isn't oh, it better yeah. to look good than to feel good? Like, no, if it's he not. no, but he, if he had some makeup on and everything, it'd be all good, right? No. Usually it's just an indication of the inside, usually outside. Yeah, in fact, I've been really inactive over the last three weeks. I had a cold the last three weeks. I still uh, haven't kicked. That's, what, that's what's happening. Antibiotics, the whole thing. Yeah, so my activity level's down. From, But generally, though, <clears throat> I'm a very pasty white person. I've seen you look, look not so pasty. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I used to get that at work. Cheesier looking pale, and then I'd suddenly white. realize I'm not feeling good. <laughs> it's no, isn't it funny though? Like you don't know, right? And someone yeah. else notices, and you're going, "Well, yeah, I suppose I haven't didn't feel that great today." Yeah. No, I feel fine. I just good. I had this. Maybe call. it's this line, this neon green thing. Could be that it's causes quite the contrast, doesn't it? <laughs> it seems you're very attractive. <clears throat> today I thought I should bring attitude because I had no energy, so I thought attitude would make a substitute. And it's a bit of a fail. Uh, I don't know. Bit of a fail there. Well, you'll have to listen to find out how your health is. No, whether it was a fail or not. Okay. You'll, you can you can be the judge. Okay. By the way, this is the first time we've been together after our two year anniversary. Yeah. This is a two year anniversary episode. Happy anniversary, guys. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Happy, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, Trump is going to get reelected for sure. Oh, that's what he, uh, well, PJ we had was a saying. Question on that. I'm saying I'm, almost certainly not. Oh, for sure he is. Yeah. Okay. I think he it's, it's Bernie Sanders' fault, for sure. You know, he's terrifying. If he's going to be the leading Democrat, the people in America are terrified of him. I don't know. They got, they'll come around when he wins. They'll come around. When he wins yeah. the nomination. Yeah, they will. I don't know will. if they will or not. I mean, I hope so, but... March 3rd. 
Super Tuesday. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I do too, sadly. No, but that's I also going said on the Trump floor. was going to win the first election too, and everyone said, no way, Susan. I said, yeah, he is. Oh, man. I would have bet a billion dollars he would not win. And I bet that he did, and everyone, and I'm, I'm betting now that he's going to win. Anyway, guys, on that note, I'll. Um, Nothing okay, but. Fun. I'm out of here. Nice to see you. Nice All to right. see you. You know how the comedy shows will do these quick cuts? Like, for example, if someone clearly is relentlessly lying, they'll show them saying one thing then saying yeah. the opposite. And they'll do like a hundred of them. So when Trump doesn't win the election, I'm going to do like all the skins. There's no way that he's not going to win. Like I'm going to, I'm just going to do it you over and over and over and over and if, over and if, over. If you want me to spend 50 hours gathering and doing that juxtaposition, just the exact way you want it. I am on board. I'm a hundred percent on board. Yeah, Just in exchange for him not getting elected. Nothing right? would make me happier. Yeah, than okay. To have well, that you're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah. I, I hope so. I honestly really do hope so. Cause because uh, I, I think I, he's, I, I think the human condition 55% of the American electorate is such that they're going to vote him out. Yeah, I think if if the uh, people that never vote... No, no, I think that people are going to come out and vote. I hope so. They did it the midterms, and I think yep. they're going to do it Good again. Good point. They did big in Nevada. Yeah. Good point. Yep. Big for Bernie. It was the young vote, seven, uh, 17 to 29. Yeah, and I, th- I think arguing over which Democrat should win, I mean, with the exception of Bloomberg, who is a pretty evil guy... But amongst the rest of the main candidates, whoever, whoever can beat Trump and yes, Bernie can beat Trump. Well, you know what? You and Stephen King are on the page. And in fact, when they did surveys at at least at one point back in the last election, Sanders was more able to beat Trump than Hillary was. Mm -hmm. And that was before they had finalized that. Mm -hmm. So. But yeah, we know how the polls did that election. (laughs) Well, it's funny you mentioned Bloomberg. He, he, Gives me a real. He's kind of the real conflict. He's kind of a Trump-like person, right? Yeah, I've gone through this whole thing where I'm trying to vote idealistically, but sort of hoping for Bloomberg because I think he's the only candidate that can out-Trump Trump. Trump. Yeah, no. But he's kind of evil as well. He is kind of evil, absolutely. So uh, once you get into that game, then it's you know he's likely to just as likely as Trump to change the rules and get three terms. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, become president for life. Yeah, you no. wait for it. President for life. It's all going to be good. boy, Archie. Okay. Hey, that yeah. reminds me. Mm-hmm. You, there was some, didn't you? Oh, I know what it was. Perhaps you'd like to tell us, RJ. You sent us a graph the other day and it was, <laughs> it was uh, kind of hipstery uh, ironic. It said, alert, teens going to hell in a handbasket. And it was this graph. And it showed about five really bad behaviors, like have tried drinking, have tried, you know, juvenile sex, have tried all this stuff and all these kind of things that you hope your kids don't get involved in. And the rates of them are all trending downwards over the last five years. And there's one red line that cuts through all of them. It's going up over the last few years. And it's the number of hours kids are spending on uh, devices. On the computer. On computer. And his thing is uh, red alert, red alert. Teens going to hell in a handbasket. So he's disguising. He doesn't want to get called out as his usual Pollyanna thing, right? Yes, yes. He's he's trying to avoid the Pollyanna. I'm making fun of the people that are constantly saying (laughs) that the world is terrible. 
because they're just handpicking a particular dimension. You know, everything's getting better. Oh, they're spending more time on the computer instead of watching TV, right? <laughs> oh, man, oh, kids. Oh, I can't believe them. Generation Z, they're spending. Okay, boomer. <laughs> you know, really? Yeah, that was all I was doing was, you know, per, the old bait and switch. Yeah, like, nice Oh, graphic, things are though. getting worse. And well, actually, yeah, yeah we'll put nice. that graphic up on the, on the site. Yeah. And, and you know what, notes. if we can put a link up to that, uh, Johns Hopkins dashboard that you sent us a couple of weeks ago uh, about mm. coronavirus might be able to find it. It'll be current at the time. Yeah. So the link will be to, you know, how things are going with the coronavirus. Yeah, it's yeah. a, it's a real fun dashboard. It shows diagnosis, death and recovery stats by geographic region across the world for coronavirus. Mm. And it's updated constantly it's really yeah. fun yeah. so you get to you know do a little arithmetic find out what the death rate is ask some questions about why the re- what, what's happened to all the p- there's a huge gap between diagnosed and recovered are they all just indefinitely sick forever or isn't more people you know whatever it's cool yeah. it takes weeks before they let you off the hook and let you go home and i guess part of the problem is that the symptoms are typically pretty minor yeah, and who would report somebody getting better and going away? That's not news. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting. I really love the... Did you ever look at that dashboard, coronavirus one? Super cool. <laughs> Super cool. So I'm... Let me understand here. You mean you don't <laughs> drop everything you're doing every time I send out a link? Jeez. You know what's really awful? I pretty much do. I pretty much go look right away. I usually click through. Yeah, it just depends though if I'm in a situation where I don't... No, if I'm out doing something right yeah, around, yeah, yeah, absolutely no. But <clears throat> if I'm just home playing Forge of Empires or something, yeah, I stop and go look and see what that was about. Because usually they're pretty interesting. Oh my God, I'm enjoying Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Oh, Do you know, so I haven't played in weeks. I've got I know a, you haven't. I've got a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. at home. And so I just have not. There's a mode where once you've won and I've, I beat it, you get, I've told you about this, you get to go back and play with all your yeah. powers intact, all your weapons and everything. So I'm just truly enjoying it. Plus I'm finally letting the story, I'm understanding the story because oh. I'm really bad at video game stories. You know, I've played Halo 10 times. I'm still a little bit unclear on what's going on there. But uh, yeah, no, it's really, uh, it's great. But about a, and those, yeah, those Tomb Raiders are, um, they spend a lot of time doing artwork for things. You find little, um, artifacts. Well, those are real drawings of real artifacts. Like they don't just make them up. So you learn actually a whole bunch of Inca and Mayan, uh, stuff like kind of interesting. That is kind of interesting. I haven't read one of the links you sent that I haven't looked at is the, YouTube video on the whole history of Tomb Raider. Oh yeah, that's kind of fun to watch. I mean, it's just because you were considering what Tomb Raider game to play next, if you were still considering it, it gives reviews like Tomb Raider Legends. They think a lot of that. Tomb Raider Anniversary, I think. They're going, yeah, this is kind of dumb. That's what I'm doing now and it is kind of dumb. Yeah, yeah. So so anyway, that's why I sent that to you. You can kind of decide which Tomb Raiders you really want to play. Well, I, I... Shadow, I got to get Shadow to run first before I can do anything with it. The graphics are so amazing that, you know, the, the faces and everything, the texture of the skin, you can actually see Lara's makeup. She's <laughs> not a real person, but she's still wearing makeup, right? <laughs> That's pretty like You funny. can see the, the caking of it on there. No way. Yeah, yeah. They just like everything. Of course, wow. she's out in the jungle and everything, and presumably at some point she applies makeup. Yeah, she's swinging from trees and 
climbing stuff and <laughs> fighting off tigers at point blank range it's and applying makeup. <laughs> Way to go, Lara. Nice job. There's no PTSD either. No, no. She's just another day for her. Bit. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, uh, I noticed in uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider a lot of hair effort. Yes. Yeah. And for listeners, that means you'll see this in, for instance, Shrek and the Shrek sequels. Yes. You will notice that they make a bit of a joke out of some of the characters <laughs> swishing their delightful That's hair right. around. The prince, yeah. And it's highly, highly detailed and resolved. <laughs> well, now they do it in video games too. They yeah. <laughs> really, every hair is in there. The animation guys actually did that as com- competition with the other guys too. Oh, did they? They're saying C. And it's just kind of a in joke, you know, and then it's the other team funny. goes to work on the hair. Yeah, yeah. It's really funny. Makeup though, that's I'm pretty sure. That's a little extra. Good fun. What else have we got, boys, on the list? RJ, you had something on there about ticket prices. What on earth is that about? Yeah, I mean, this is an old perennial, and I think everyone maybe has heard enough about this, but still I gotta point out that you know, the latest development, and I'm not sure if this is like a, in the last year to two years. The latest development is that Ticketmaster themselves, in addition to double charging for resales and stuff, we can go into that if you want, but they um, they now surge price their tickets, which is surge price is the, the jargon used by Uber when they'll jack the rates up all of a sudden when there's a high yeah, demand. Yeah, or gas companies when it's a long weekend. So Sue's going, you know, hey, do you want to see the Rolling Stones? And I'm going, not on my bucket list, but if you want to go, I'll go oh, I'm going to something else. So I already have a ticket for John Moreland that night, so I'm not going to the Rolling Stones. But Sue's going, that's fine, I'll go. You know, she, she'll just go by herself, right? So, so you know, I'm there to help her out with the tickets. Not She doesn't need my help, but, you know, two people's better than one. Blue jobs, pink and, jobs. And so the tickets are just a nightmare. Like, the interface changes all the time for tickets, and part of that is because they're trying to fight the bots. So every single time you go out to buy a ticket, you're going through a little bit different routine than you did for the last ticket. And we buy a ticket every month at least. So Actually, that's pretty interesting all by itself. Yeah. And, and, and there they are, $99.90. She's going, good. I don't care where I am in the stadium. I'll get that. Clicks on it. Do, 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 do. We're sorry. This ticket was taken by someone else. Okay. All right. Scroll down, scroll down. $99 and click. We're sorry, this ticket has been t- so. Anyway, there's these all these ninety nine dollar tickets. They're probably real, but there's like two thousand people trying to click on the ninety nine dollar tickets. Nobody, you know, hardly anybody gets them. Right, the rest of the tickets are five hundred dollars, and they're in the same spots. Right, really? Yeah, yeah. So then, okay, five hundred dollars, not on that bucket list. So he's going, no, I'm not going to spend that. Right, come back a couple days later, one hundred fifty dollars for the same seats, Ugh. right? Come back a couple days later, they're all 250. So, and, and they've acknowledged they do this and, and it used to be illegal in, in economics. They called it skimming the cream. Like you, yeah. you come out with a product and you sell it really expensive just to get the rich people to, to buy it. And then you drop the prices later. There's certain people, oh, okay, now that it's this cheap, I'll buy it. So you can kind of get variable pricing, you know, like skim that cream before you, yeah. Yeah, they're just terrible. And then, and then of course, they also hold a bunch of tickets back. They sell tickets to people, and then they offer them a platform to resell them. 
Do they? Yeah, yeah. So you can buy, and it's all on the same thing now. You don't have to go to a separate StubHub site. You just go Ticketmaster site, the same interface, and some of the tickets are resell and some of them are regular. And then they charge you their exorbitant service charge when they sell it to you. And then when you resell it, they take another big service charge. So the ultimate buyers are now paying double service charges. So anyway, I just wanted to rant about it. for. Well, this is why it's so hard to not hate everything. Yes. Well, that's, this is where consumer protection needs to come back in. This is where big government is good. A little bit of consumer yeah. protection, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. We had a, we had a, a listener mail from uh, Rob of Saskatoon and it was referring back to episode, I think 37, where we talked about our special islands Yeah, and uh, Rob of Saskatoon is with you, RJ, in terms of big regulation. He's well, yeah, all he good with that, yeah. big regulation yeah. and that kind of story, that Ticketmaster thing. Yeah, that's where, I mean, the trouble is, I mean, regulation would be great. If you could ever get any government to enact regulation like that, that would be great. There's been some great consumer like regulation over the years. There has been. And it just seems to be people going, oh, I don't like government, I don't like my taxpayer dollars. And then we get screwed because people don't want to spend a little bit on taxpayer dollars. We get screwed by a big business, big well, ticket. Speaking of taxpayers, uh, Netflix is now going to sustain a monthly provincial tax charge. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's new in the budget. That we pay. We pay. We now pay provincial tax on Netflix. That's right. So the government of BC made a deal with Netflix to say, we want a piece of the action and we're going to collect it from all of your customers. Why didn't they charge Netflix? It's all the same. It's all the same. We got to pay for it. Netflix would just jack their rates up. Yeah, they just pass it Oh, of course, of course. But on the other hand, Apple's already been taxing for a long time. So Netflix has to compete with them. So... Who knows? Maybe they'll eat a little bit of the tax. Yeah, it was fun. The government positioned that as a field leveling exercise, which I thought was very funny. Well, App- Apple it, it is did sort it. of. But- Apple did it because their lawyers felt that they had to. Netflix is going now. Yeah, we don't have to. Yeah. So yeah. Well, and the government just said we're going to level the playing field and collect a whole bunch of extra money. Whatever they'll spend it on, presumably Can- something that is of service to the CanCon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's. Well, supposedly they want to do uh, CanCon stuff, but yeah. it's pretty hard to legislate it. Uh, yeah, and you know, no offense, no offense to all the Canadian artists, writers, and creators out there, but actually, you know, I'll room. take even a step back from that. CanCon has been one of the best things ever for music. Yeah, it's arguable that Joni Mitchell and Neil Young a and whole, some of the others maybe wouldn't have gotten their start. I don't really just know. Did whole, they get the radio play that they wouldn't yeah, have gotten otherwise? I think so, yes. I do think so. Gord Lightfoot? Uh, all, all Can you ever imagine since, a world without Gord Lightfoot? Yeah, no, I cannot. Uh, I hope I never hear awful stuff about Gordy Lightfoot. Because he's, what? yeah. Because I just. <laughs> right. Me, me too. You know, like I don't want to have to hate him too. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm running out of things to not hate. So. Yeah. Yeah. I hope nothing ever bad. I know that he's had problems, but I I don't think he's been an awful person. You know what right, I mean? Right. As far as I know, at least. And I hope I never find out yeah. that he is an awful person. Um, but yeah, I, all the way through, right to the present day, all kinds of Canadian artists have got exposure that they wouldn't otherwise get in the States because of the CanCon law. I yeah. am pretty sure. So I, I was going to say something about I don't want more Canadian content on Netflix, but maybe I should just stifle that impulse. Hey, how about that uh, 
star goalie. <laughs> what a fun story. Mode? Did you hear about it though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a fun story. So that's all over the place. This is David Ayers. He's a uh, guy's Zamboni driver for the Toronto Marlies. They're a major junior A OHL team. He, this guy was a junior B goaltender, but he lost a kidney. So he had to retire from hockey, but somehow he still does practice time with, I think the Red Wings and the Marlies. He gets his gear on. He obviously still plays beer league. And so in a game between the Hurricanes and the Leafs, the Leafs were losing and the Hurricanes, both their regular goalies were injured. Uh, surely our listeners will know all this. Uh, Maybe yeah, I, I think just almost all our listeners back. will all know it. Yeah, but. but what is? It's just been. It's a really fun story. Super fun. This guy comes in. He gets scored on two out of the first three shots. Yeah. Then the second period so, but, ends. Go back. How do how do how do they find him? He, they always have an emergency goalie on hand. All the teams in all the places they. Play. Oh, and his name was just there on the list. Because. No, he they he's in the building. Those guys are expected to be in the building. They probably get their tickets. Oh, oh, they get tickets their tickets free. Him, yeah. yeah. So you have to be, you have to ha- have some caliber of ability yeah, so to be that guy. Calling him a Zamboni driver is a little bit of a... No, he drives a Zamboni. Yes, yes. yes. But, yeah, but it's it's not like yes. he doesn't ever play goal. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's not like they called one of us just, hey, you, old guy, come on down, put on yeah. the gear. You yeah. know, like, no. But yeah, he gets and scored it's on... it's interesting that he works for the Toronto, he's on retainer. To the Toronto organization. That's correct. But he will play for either team. Yeah. In an emergency. Yeah, in an emergency. That's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah, so he goes, like I say, in at the end of the second, two of the first three go in, and then the Hurricanes, this is, it gets interesting, right? Because if you look around and you read stuff, so uh, Rob T. of Rosslyn posted on Facebook, because this was on Facebook, he said, He's very certain that the Toronto players decided in the room between the second and the third that they were not going to win that way. They were not going to shoot on this guy and win against the substitute backup goalie. He's sure sure of it. He's sure that they threw the game. They just stopped shooting from every chance they could get. And I mean, so, you know, in defense of that thought, do you guys remember Ally Afraidy? They didn't seem to get a lot of setups that they could shoot. I, I didn't actually see the game, so I don't know yeah. how plausible it is. Yeah. But do you remember Ally Afraidy? Nope. He was a defenseman in Toronto in their last glory years when uh, Daryl, Daryl, what was his name? Their captain. Anyways, long, long years ago in the 80s. Um, and he, he was known for, uh, once or twice it happened that he got the puck in his stick with an empty net and he just wound up and just blasted the puck into the corner of the rink. And when he was asked about it after the game, he said, <laughs> open net goals are for losers. He just refused. He wouldn't take the goal. You know, he just wouldn't. And so you sort of think, this is the Toronto organization's emergency guy. Uh-huh. He's probably practiced with them more than once. Yeah, yeah. Are they going to go out and take away? They're losing the game anyway. Well, I mean, I would leave it as in a the question tank. mark rather than a yeah. He's sure of it. Certainty. He he's sure of it. But I thought that's an interesting because it's plausible to me. Because they, well, are they playing for the playoffs? No, they're they, well. They might be. They're they're their season is. Do they have a chance? Yeah, but it's not a very good. What's one. What's the score of the game when the guy comes in? Can't remember. 
but like 5-1 or something? Yeah, something like that. And yeah. then he gets scored on twice quickly. Yeah. And then they never score on him again. There are shots on goal, though. Not too they, many, but yep. eight. There's eight more shots on goal yep. after the first two. Including right at the final buzzer, somebody takes a shot. Yeah, right at the but they didn't seem to have the chances. Just I was watching. I don't usually watch, but uh, here it was, and they didn't seem to. The other team dominated. Well, the write-ups say that. And whether the other team brought their game up because they're going, we're playing for this goalie now. I think they did. Yeah. That The write-ups all say they just stood in their heads for the whole third period. Yeah. And I'd rather that was true because it's a total yeah. beer hockey dream, right? Yeah. You go in and then he gets to be first star and the Toronto fans. Yeah. And he's reacting. Like you say, he's played, he must play beer league and he's reacting to the shots. He's moving to the right areas. Yeah. And, but and have, yeah. Have you ever seen any and of part that? part of goalkeeping is luck, is it not? Yeah. yeah. But have you ever seen the feed from the camera that's in the back of the net? Every now and then they'll show Pretty you. Scary. Oh, I mean, those shots, oh, they're it's so hard. just a whole other scale yeah, of yeah. speed. Your eyes have to track them. And I mean, practicing would help because occasionally a guy will wind up and really let one go and practice. Yeah. But, oh my good the Lord. The closer they are to you, the more it's about how are you positioned. You're not reacting at that point. <laughs> they, no, they react as the guy's stick comes down. They read yeah. off the way the yes, guy lets yes. the shot go, yeah. not the travel of the puck because yeah, yeah. they can't even see it. Like, yeah. whoa. Anyways, awesome story. Just awesome. And I'm, I'm that guy, if I was him, I'd never play hockey again ever. I would just, that'd be it. It's never going to get that good ever again. Just stop. No, I think, well, I like to think that our listeners have enough on their hands with our podcast that maybe they're not looking for a new podcast. You're not going to recommend a competitor here. But I am going to recommend a competing podcast. God. Yeah. That's, you know, we're hanging on by a prayer here. We got like 30 to 50 listeners and now you're going to drive some of that precious, precious time away from us. Well, I don't think this will become their favorites. I mean, ours will always be the favorite, but if they're looking for a a second rated. Nice answers, um, RJ. And the podcast is called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Oh. And so before I get into that podcast, I I had a quiz question, not a quiz question, but a, a opinion question from you guys. So I guess... Talk a little bit about, A, do you watch late night TV, even if it's in the form of YouTube clips? Uh, and B, do you watch Conan O'Brien? What do you think of him specifically? So I wanted to, wanted to hear maybe KJ from you first. Um, I watch uh, a little bit of all of them probably on the little clips. Uh-huh. Trevor Noah, Seth. What's his name? Seth Myers. Seth Myers. Yeah. Do you have a rank ordering of them? Like, do you have a favorite? Or? No, I like, I, I do like Trevor Noah. Uh, uh, Seth Myers is good, but you know, I'll, I'll Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Fallon. I, I look at it depending on what their Fallon is a little bit more entertainment stuff. Yes. Yes. He's kind of showbiz. Yeah. Um, but, but Conan, Conan is an odd egg, but he did. I, I do know that he went on the set of one of the Korean dramas, right? He went to Seoul. He does that stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, and he yeah he goes to weird places uh-huh, to do yeah, it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, carry on with uh, yours. Yeah, you and PJ. Oh, I don't. I do like Conan. The little I have seen of him over the whole course of his career, I like him. Yeah, yeah. He is a little edgy, but I like that. Yeah. But I just don't watch any of it, so right. I don't have any kind yeah, of yeah. opinion. Well, I I remember actually staying up to watch the very first Conan episode ever. I did that with a few others too, you know, but, uh, yeah. And, and it was, it was pretty bad. Right. And he acknowledges that and he got 
terrible ratings for his first six months. It took them a long time to get a steady energy going. And he was so nervous in that first episode, but this dates back to the nineties now. So this is ancient history. Anyway, he's done pretty well for himself. I do like his remotes that you mentioned. He'll go to, he, when Trump said that, uh, we should buy Greenland. Conan goes to Greenland and, and uh, as an unofficial American representative, and he tries to buy it, you know. And, and uh, it's just really fun stuff because they're all in on the joke as well. And so he just says outrageous things to them. And so we should, uh, uh, figure out a plausible reason for him to come to the shed. Can you imagine what an awesome oh, on site this would be? Oh, for it, would him? Be, it would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And uh, PJ, you saw the one where he gets, he does a lot with his staff. Like he'll, you know, one of his staff members needed to get a driver's license. So he takes her out for yeah. driving lessons. That's right. You sent me the clip or something, didn't Jeez, you? You, you, did. you watched the whole thing. It was yeah. very, very funny. It really is. <laughs> they, they end up picking up some weed and <laughs> it's just very, just hilarious. Um, and then, uh, one of his personal assistants named Sona Movsesian, I think, and she's excellent. Like he'll bring her on and she just has a personality that's just fun. And, uh, he does a lot of the stuff where he'll suddenly criticize his staff, but it's clear that his criticisms are weak and wrong. You know, you kind of know. Yeah. And so it's not like being mean to them really, but anyway, so. He decided to get in on this podcasting thing. The podcast is called Kono O'Brien Needs a Friend. He's got his trusty assistant, Sona, there with him. They do chit-chat before the show, five or ten minutes, and it's fun. Like, if he decides, and he, he, he does all his own ad reads, like there's ads, so he'll... Uh, read an ad for Zip Recruiter, which if you listen to a lot of podcasts, they're a common advertiser. Yep. He's going, you know, without Zip Recruiter, you're, you're, and I'm speaking from personal experience here, your, your odds of hiring good people is pretty low. He's going, <laughs> right? And she's like in the background, she's going, oh God, here we go. Like, and it's just a, they just have this great little thing between them and she gives it as well as she gets. And he complains that she's watching TV while at work. And she is, she just totally owns it. She goes, yeah, well, this, the show's really good. Right. And anyway, it's fun to listen to. And then he'll get some kind of big star on and the big star, they just talk and it is so natural and it is so awesome. I'll send you the latest ones, Jim Gaffigan. Any of the episodes are fun. Just listen to the latest. Jim Gaffigan's a comedian. You don't even know to need. I'm just to, thinking about need I've, to I've, know him. I've heard his stuff before. I'm I sure think he it. tends to get people who are good at improv because the chit chat is just fun. Like they just go 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 go. And uh, so, if you want to give that a try, highly recommend it. If you want to try your first episode, it's fun to think about why a guy in that kind of a position would bother. Like it must be just for fun because he sure doesn't need the money. He's driven. Yeah. Like a lot of, uh, a lot of people, they're, they're just driven. Whereas we actually do need the money, but we are, and we are not driven. <laughs> Sadly, the money just isn't coming. I don't know. It could well, be the lack of that, drive. You need to be driven. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I might send you some clips that you can mix in. Uh, when I say certain things, you can mix oh, a couple yeah, clips. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. 
that's all we got for this week. That was a lot of fun. Uh, honest, honest, honest. Pretty soon now, in the near future, which will be weeks and weeks from when I speak these words, we're going to get to that listener mail. Keep it coming. Don't despair. We're reading and loving every word of it. We just haven't worked it into the schedule, the program, the crowded agenda of things we got on our mind. I'm adding it on right now. He's adding it on to our, our high-tech topic listing tool, which I also use for my groceries. It's already and there it is. It's done. So now you can all sleep tight. And now I'm going to tell you, if you've got stuff you want to say to us, we're dying to hear. If you've got stuff you want to suggest, suggest away. If you've got any little insecurities you want us to soothe, send them to us. We're the guys for that. Let us hear from you. We love that. We love you. Take care of yourselves. We'll talk to you again soon. Boys, anything to say? I'm RJ. <laughs> KJ? I'm PJ. Oh, no, I'm PJ. Through and through. Right to the bone, I'm PJ. Who's on first? (laughs) Thanks, you guys.